Jeremiah 31 and verse 3. The whole chapter is worth your while to read through it. <clears throat> but the, the, the verse that we're focusing on today is, is Jeremiah 31, 3. The Lord, the Lord Jehovah, hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love, therefore with loving kindness have I drawn thee. And as I said, we, we refer to that, that verse quite a bit, and uh, but it... There's a lot in there just on its own just uh, that bears uh, taking a look at. So we'll begin with that. And, and you know, isn't it, isn't it comforting, isn't it pleasing when someone confides in us that they deeply love us? Doesn't that make us feel good? Somebody comes up and says, I love you, and, and just makes you feel good. Well, how much more does that apply when it's revealed to us in salvation that, that God loves us? and has always loved us and always will love us, it's so secure and it's so stabilizing and it's not based on whims and it's not based on modern traditional thoughts about love where it's yeah, it's kind of more of a physical attraction thing and, and you know, as a lot of times people profess love for someone and then a month later, not <laughs> that didn't work out. But with God, He's always the same. He's... He's uh, he changes not, and uh, so we we can depend on him because he's 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 uh, unchangeable, and as he is an eternal and his purposes are eternal, so even is his love to them who are the called according to his purpose. And our text today in Jeremiah thirty-one three contains all of this and just so much more, and the the text is absolutely truth and absolutely valid and absolutely trustworthy because it immediately follows what he read what he wrote in to us in verse 1 2 he said thus saith the lord it comes right from the mouth of the lord and it's his words to us as people a people it's they're called a remnant who found grace in the wilderness there in in verse 2 <clears throat> And uh, we brought a lesson on grace in the wilderness here another time Norm was gone, and this is kind of the next phase of that. So, <clears throat> but uh, <clears throat> our text, the Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love, therefore with loving kindness have I drawn thee. You know, almost as I kind of broke this verse down, every single word in it practically has deep, deep spiritual meaning and and uh, are just so wonderful. And, and the, you know, the best part about this text is it's personal from God to you. Uh, you know, it's we say, well, it's written to the church, but the church is not a, a thing. A church is a, a group of called out believers. A church is... It's not just a building. It's not just the church over there. It's not just the church over here. It's a, it's his church is made up of people that he has saved by grace from the beginning of time and even unto today until the last uh, sheep is brought home. <laughs> and uh, so this is a personal note from from the Lord to his people. Uh, I've I've. I've appeared unto, of old unto you and saying, I've loved you with an everlasting love. And that, 
it's I've loved the it's so inextricably connected that it you know that's really just one word bound together uh, it, it's, it's kind of like two sections I have loved is one part and then the everlasting is is actually in the Hebrew it's olam olam uh, the everlasting the everlasting isn't that cool it, it means forever everlasting means forever today we're looking at a few of the wonderful truths that are declared in the text and every word just has spiritual meaning and reveals so much to us about God and his eternal love for the church which is as we mentioned is comprised of saved individuals from every kindred tongue people and nation as it says in Revelation 5 9 and you know the first one we want to look at here uh, in this great and grand sovereign truth in this text is that we're we're that being drawn by the loving kindness of God is predicated on his everlasting his forever eternal love effectually direct to thee personally isn't that wonderful a second great and grand truth in this text is that we're drawn by God, drawn by Him to the glorious gospel of His Son who died in our place. And, and we're drawn like water from a well. I mean, uh, oftentimes we talk about this word drawn. And, and in so many religions, it's, well, the, God just woos you and tries to lure you and, and attract you. And then it's up to you whether you come or not. And, and, you know, we're just like that water in the bottom of the well. It's not coming up by itself except through evaporation. <laughs> it's not coming. you got to throw that bucket down that well, and you got to grab a hold of that rope, and you got to drag that bucket up hand over hand over hand. And, and that's what that picture always shows us in, whenever we see that word in the, in the Bible. Uh, his drawing... Uh, Peter, we always use the reference, Peter drew out his sword and smote off Malchus's ear. He didn't just say, sword, come out. I wish you would come out. If you will, if you feel like it, come out. Then I'll whack his ear off. He grabbed that thing and yanked it out of that scabbard and smote Malchus, and then Jesus had to fix him. And one time they're out on the boat, and Jesus says, cast your net on the right side, and and they threw it out there and, and they couldn't draw the net in because it had so much weight. They were just pulling with all their might. And yet they couldn't draw it because of the weight of all the fish in it. So that's the significance of that word drawing. And, and it means to, to drag. And so it's a very, very powerful word. And, uh, and another truth that we have is... Uh, The, in the, the next few words that we see is regarding this drawn is because in our in our old nature and Mike touched a little bit on this in in the Bible class that that in our old nature we despise the riches of His grace and His goodness and His forbearance His His long suffering not knowing that the goodness of God leads us to repentance and. Uh, you can find that in Romans two four. By the way, that we must be drawn. You know, people have their they have these notions of God, and they create a God in their mind that meets their needs. 
they create a God in their mind that meets her needs, and then they, they love that God. But it's not the true God of the Bible. And, and you read them something from the Scripture, and they say, my God would never do that. But it, we have it in the Word of God that He did do that. <laughs> uh, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I... My God doesn't hate anyone. He loves everyone. Well, that's not exactly correct. And yet in their mind, you know, God is all loving, all happiness and and he just wants everybody to come to him and it's up to you whether you come or not but you know we have to be drawn it's just what it says and uh, drawn because our our scorn and enmity for god because of sin and the fall is of such enormity that we would rather drown in that dark well of perdition than come to him and we must come to him by being drawn or or we just die never never coming and and again, we're we're happy with that in our in our old nature. We're happy with the God that we created in our mind, or no God, whatever it is that we we happen to pick. We're happy with that, but it's it's never satisfying. It never can do anything, and it always depends on what you're doing and what mood you're in, or how you feel. It never depends on the solidness and security of, of God Himself, and. So we we must be drawn. You know, in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, comments on that because He loved us with this everlasting love even when we were against Him. Even even when we were saying, well, we love this other God that we've... this, this universalistic God that we have invented. He loved us... His elect, he loved them even in spite of them doing that, and then he turns us from that idol to worshiping the true and, and living God. In Romans five eight says, God commends or exhibits His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's how He exhibits He exhibits that everlasting love to us even while we were at enmity with Him. In that Christ, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In the drawing. God, by the Spirit, changes us in the new birth that we will come to Him. Uh, Jesus said, All the Father giveth me shall come to me. And I'll, him that cometh to me I will no wise cast out. Mike touched a little bit on the Bible class on that uh, a very thing this morning. <clears throat> and uh, if you listen to that. And uh, in, in a few verses here in, uh, on in Jeremiah, he says, and, and Mike quoted from Ezekiel 36 this morning, I'll give you a new heart. I'll put my spirit within you, and then you'll love me. You'll love me, not the, not that little G God that you've been pretending to mess with all this time. You'll love me, the true God. I'll be your God, and you'll be my people. And he says a similar thing here in, in Jeremiah 31, a few verses down. He says, I'll put my law in their inward parts. It won't just be in their mind. It won't just be on uh, uh, some words. Isn't it interesting how people can look at the same page of words on the Bible and come away with different things? <laughs> some of them will look at that and say, well, there's a sovereignty of God completely declared and and unmistakable. And, and somebody else will look at that and say, well, uh, there's free will cropping up its ugly old head and, and we should go with that. 
So he's, I'll put my law in their inward parts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. There won't be any mistake about it. They shall be willing in the day of his power is what tells in Psalm 110, verse 3. He does, and, and Mike, again, our, our Bible class and our message this morning intersect in so many points because all things point to Christ and his finished work on the cross. He does all the work from Alpha to Omega. He does all the work from beginning to end. He's the, as Mike mentioned, he's the author and finisher of our salvation. He is the author of it, the creator of it. And then he, he's the finisher of it. He, he that began a good work in us finished it on the cross. And, that, and that's all there is to be done. Uh, he does all and not because of any works which we've done. But according to his own purpose and grace, he, he saves us and calls us with a holy calling. Uh, it, that's, that's from Second Timothy chapter 1. We could read that because the order of it is significant how he, how he, how he brings that up. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, he says, Who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. So without that, without that new birth, uh, and we'll, we'll get a little bit more on this a little bit but uh, uh, in the next section, but the the spirit the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God because they're foolishness to him neither can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. So, if you're in your natural condition, you can't can't receive it. You can't know it. You can't see it. You can't understand it. You can't receive it. So, <clears throat> it's important that we follow this this truth here. He saves us and calls us. The Spirit comes in, gives us new birth. The Spirit comes in with the gospel, causes us to believe it. And then we look to him and say, hallelujah, because <laughs> I was not coming on my own. I was involved in this other stuff. I was like that Pharisee. I trusted in my own righteousness. I thank God I'm not like other men. Uh, I <clears throat> I have my own thoughts about religion. I have my own thoughts about God. And, and if my if my behavior isn't good enough for him, well, so what? It, it's his fault, not mine. It's his problem, not my problem. Uh, all those different things that we run into every day in, in our Christian lives, we run into those folks that that profess some degree of religion or Christianity, and yet it's all based on on trusting in their own righteousness, trusting in themselves. <clears throat> and <clears throat> so we find here he saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Just a ton of truth right there. A third grand and glorious truth in this text is that, and here we come across another one of the, a couple of these interesting words here in this, this text from Jeremiah 31.3. I have appeared unto thee from old. Well, when we look up that word appeared, it means that God has given you to see. That's what that word means. God has given you to see. He, I have appeared unto thee. And from old, when you look that word up, it's kind of a, one of those kind of a word that has several different flavors to it. And, and it has the, the old part 
gives you a flavor of eternity. But the, the primary meaning of it is from above. I have appeared to you eternally from above. That's kind of what that what that means for so the word means and 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 he gives I've given you to see. And then that what Mike read this uh, verse in the Bible class, John three three. He he told Nicodemus, unless a man be born again, again the order of things, he can't see the kingdom of God. It can be right there on the page in front of him, and he can't see it. it can be told him he can't see it. And he says, unless you're born again, you can't enter either. You can't see it, and you can't enter. And and that's just the way that is. It's uh, and under this, he says, I've appeared unto thee. I've I've given you to see from above. And so we're given to understand that God does and must reveal himself to us. And he does this through his son, Jesus Christ, Jesus the Messiah, and the gospel of his death, burial, and resurrection in the, in the new birth. God reveals the son, and then we find later in another verse that the son reveals the father. And then we find out yet still that they are one. He that has seen me has seen the father. Uh, so uh, we can look there in uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 22. We were there in our Bible class probably a year ago in chapter 10. <laughs> he says in Luke 10, 22, he says, all things, and boy, when you start tying the scriptures together, when, when Jesus Christ, when the Lord God Almighty says all things, it's the same all things that Paul was writing about in Romans eight twenty eight. He says, all things are working together for good to them that love God, who are the called according to his purpose. Well, Jesus said in Luke 10, 22, all things, all those things are delivered to me of my Father. Everything connected with the redemption of the church is given to me by my Father. The creation, the running of the world, all the planets in their orbit. We were just talking yesterday about... Uh, you know, they come up with a better microscope and then they come up with an electron microscope and they they find out that, well, we have, there's more than molecules, there's atoms. And atoms have electrons and atoms have neutrons and protons. And then we find out the protons have quarks. And then we find out that the quarks have neutrinos and on it goes. And the better microscope they get, they just keep finding more stuff. And it all works in a perfect order. It's not random. It's... A, it's under the direction of God. It works according to his uh, will and purpose. And, and he says, so all things are delivered to me and my Father. And, and then he says, you know, over in John 17, he says, all that the Father uh, giveth, or John 6, all the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I'll no wise cast out. And in John 17, in that great prayer that he prays, he says, he says, you have given me these people as thou hast given me all these. I've given them your word and and I'm not going to lose a single one. I've, I've got them all. All the Father giveth me shall come to me and I should lose nothing. John six thirty nine. He said, they've all been delivered to Christ. All of the, all of the elect, all of the things 
all the circumstances, where they live, who their parents are, what country they're from, all every circumstance, every down to the last minute detail is all been delivered to him and he is under his direction and he causes them to all work together to come together and so that a child of God gets intersected with the Bible and the gospel hears the gospel and the spirit causes them to believe that and and then they say wow I've been loved with an everlasting love I've been loved forever and I didn't even know it <laughs> I've been loved by God and I was not wanting anything to do with him in my prior existence all things are delivered to me and no man knoweth who the son is but the father and who the father is but the son and he to whom the son will reveal him so there we have that connection where he says that I've given them to see In Matthew sixteen fifteen, he's talking to Peter and he says, you know, all those people, the multitude were saying, well, some think that you're the prophet and some think that you're the Messiah and some think you're just a magician or something. And, and he says to Peter, whom say ye that I am? And Peter says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And, and Jesus said, blessed art thou, Simon, Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed that to you, but my Father, which is in heaven. So the Son reveals the Father, the Father reveals the Son, and then we find that uh, that in John fourteen nine, Jesus said, uh, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. How sayest then, show us the Father? He said, If you see me, I and the Father are one. That's what he said in John 17 in that prayer too. So <clears throat> all that is, is, is exact. Our text tells us yet another great and grand sovereign truth here and that everlasting or eternal love predates a person's physical existence in this world because I've loved you with a forever love. That doesn't, you know, we have this fun, funky uh, concept of time because for us time has a set point here and a in a beginning and an ending <clears throat> but for for the lord he's always i am in eternity his his love was on his people from from before the foundation of the world we're told <clears throat> and so his his everlasting his forever love his eternal love and and eternalness doesn't just go from today off into the horizon as far as we can see in in God's scope, eternalness goes every which way, up, down, forward, backwards. It's and it's and it, for Him, it's always I am that I am. You know, and they just been releasing all these pictures from this new telescope in space, and when they keep finding out that there's just more out there. And when they get out there more, there's just more out there, and there's just more out there. And and this morning in the newspaper says, you know, we've just kind of come to the conclusion that there's just no end to the cosmos. <laughs> it just keeps going. <laughs> it's and I think that's just a an expression of God's eternalness. It doesn't have a limit. It doesn't have a. Be he says there's no beginning. There's no end. It it just keeps going, and that's 
it and it goes in all, no matter which way it just keeps going and and that's the way our our God is and he he's so much bigger than people think he is and much much more grander and powerful and <clears throat> so our text tells us that everlasting or eternal love predates a person's physical existence in this world and you know Paul brings that fact out in in Romans chapter 9 verse uh, 11 through 13 and he and you know what he's just quoting Malachi and you know what Malachi was just quoting Moses <laughs> so it just all comes from the old testament in Romans 9:11 says for the children being not yet born neither have having done any good or evil that the purpose of God according to election might stand not of works but of him that calleth it was said unto her the elder shall serve the younger as it is written, and it, that's what it always says, as it is written in the Old Testament, that's, that's where I'm getting my information from. Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. Malachi 1, 2, and 3, and he was uh, referring to Genesis chapter 25, verse 23. So, uh, so the Old Testament gospel is, is what they preach. Everlasting love is love before there was time, before there was a world. It, this this word everlasting means eternal, forever. It means there was never a time when God did not love you, and there can never be a time when he'll stop loving you. His love is bound up in his eternal nature, and it, and it can't change. All the attributes of God are tied together, and they can't be separated, and they can't be changed. They're all equal and they're all unchangeable. He's immutable, the scripture tells us. Everlasting or eternal love is based solely on the perfect will and sovereignty of God Almighty, as we as we just noted from, from Romans chapter 9. Says the, the children not being yet born, that the purpose of God according to election might stand. Just according to his perfect perfect will and purpose. Uh, if we go on there in Romans chapter 9 and verse 15, says, I'll have mercy upon whom I'll have mercy and I'll have compassion upon whom I'll have compassion. Well, you know that, that word everlasting and, and everlasting love and loving kindness. We're going to get to that word loving kindness in a minute here. But that that word loving kindness is variously translated as mercy, merciful kindness, loving kindness. It's it's translated a number of different ways, but it's uh, the same word. <clears throat> you know, this scriptures call this this election, this I'll have mercy and on whom I'll have mercy and compassion upon whom I'll have compassion. They the scriptures call that eternal election or choosing and of or by God and and you know we're in a few weeks we're going to have an election we're going to choose a president that's what that word election means we're going to choose various people to represent us in government some we choose and some we reject and you know people don't have any real problem with that except unless it's applied to God Oh, he wouldn't just choose some and not choose others. Well, in the scripture, he does. He does that. Uh, Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. Uh, so, 
this this truth is that he does elect, he does choose. And he did do that before the foundation of the world. Tells us in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us, blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. There's just nothing left out there. He says they're all, we have them all in Christ. Amen. According as he hath chosen or elected us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. But we have to be drawn. And so the text through the word of God, through Jeremiah, declares, therefore. This, I've loved thee with an everlasting love, therefore. You know, that word is used like 1,220 times in the Old Testament. And every time it's used, it's saying, this happened and the result was this. So this, therefore, is because of that. <laughs> so that's what that, that's a, what that word means it it directly it's an adverb that means for that reason or consequently or as a result it's pretty straightforward uh, nothing tricky about it <clears throat> but it always shows a result or a consequence from what has before occurred and so when we have this scripture here that says I've loved thee with a forever love therefore with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Because I've loved you, we'll look at those things. These links, the effectual action of God drawing a person is linked specifically to his eternal love for that individual, to the praise and glory of his grace. And so we might correctly then rephrase this as, I, God Almighty, God the Father, have loved thee with an everlasting or eternal love, and for that reason, that reason alone, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. I've loved thee with an everlasting or eternal love, consequently, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. I've loved thee with an eternal love, and as a result, with loving kindness have I drawn thee, all, all based on God and His purpose. Doesn't that make it really clear? I, I like it when words do that. I like it when we... When we take that words like faith, uh, by grace are you saved through faith. And when we look that word up, it just means total reliance on Christ for salvation. And in religion, whenever it talks about faith, it always kind of gets presented as something that you have to muster up. But when you take that word out and just say total reliance on Christ for salvation, by grace are you saved through total reliance on Christ for salvation, and that not of yourselves. So it's a gift of God. It just makes so much. It makes it so clear. So, and that's just what it means. And we, you know, I don't have any objection to the word faith, but I object to it when they teach you that that's something that you have to, to develop on your own. That, and and that's the result of your of your being born again. I've loved you with an everlasting love, and as a result, with loving kindness, have I drawn thee. The term loving kindness is a term <clears throat> variously expressed in the Old Testament as mercy, merciful, kindness, kindly, goodness, and into favor. 
It, that's all the times that it's it's translated variously in those different ways, but they all kind of mean the same thing. They're all they're all things that God effectually uh, uses in in bringing his his people home, <clears throat> and it's de- it's described uh, as eternal. It's forever from old. Uh, In Psalm 25, verse 6, Remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindnesses, for they have ever been ever of old. And remember that word from old means, really means from above. It it, it has that, that flavor of being eternal attached to it as well. But it's kind of one of those combination of words that means from above, forever it it means from above uh, in my Strong's concordance it means time out of mind <laughs> how, how perfect and 22 times in Psalms 136 that's loving kindness is translated mercy and you might remember it every, every line of that psalm ends with for his mercy endureth forever. Here his mercy endureth forever. 22 times in that one song, uh, Psalm 136. And it's all linked in, inextricably with truth. In eight, Psalm 85, verse 10, says, Mercy and truth are met together. His loving kindness and his truth. Uh, Mike was talking about righteousness. That righteousness must be satisfied. His loving kindness towards the elect must be satisfied. Christ is the mediator between those two things that brings them together. And then it says, mercy and truth have kissed. What a wonderful picture. What a wonderful picture of the Savior bringing those two things. He's like that daysman that Job talked about that I need somebody that can lay a hand on us both, that can satisfy my sin, my needs, and that can satisfy the righteousness of God in his justice. And Christ fulfilled all those on the cross and keeping the law and dying in our place for our sins. Mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Love and kindness is understood by the elect kind of mostly, or not mostly, but only after regeneration and after God reveals it to us. Otherwise, we just don't see that. But you know what? When you start digging into this, in the Psalms, which is where almost all the old gospel comes from in the New Testament, Psalm 107, 42 says, The righteous shall see it. <laughs> the righteous shall see it and rejoice. And all iniquity shall stop her mouth. All that stuff that we used to think or believe or all those idols that we worshipped ourselves and everything, that's 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 stopped. It's all gone. The righteous shall see it and rejoice, and and all iniquity shall stop her mouth. And what is it that they shall see? The mighty, you know, if you go back to verse 19 of that Psalm 107, it's the the mighty works of God and salvation. That's what they're going to see after it's been revealed to them. That's what they're going to see after they've been born again. The righteous shall see it and rejoice. In verse uh, Psalm 107, verse 43, Whoso is wise, 
and will observe. And, of course, remember from our lesson on not with observation, that word observe means with ocular evidence. Uh, the, the kingdom comes not with, with observation. But we're talking about he that will observe or see spiritually here in this context. Whoso is wise and will observe or see these things, even they shall understand the loving kindness of the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? After you've been born again, then you're, you're, he gives you to see, and then you understand that loving kindness, that mercy, that, that greatness of, of the Lord. Loving kindness perseveres in the elect. And Isaiah 54.10 says, The mountains shall depart and the hills will be removed, but my kindness, my my loving kindness shall not depart from thee. Never. Well, Paul says that in Romans eight twenty eight through 33. He says, who can separate us from the love of God in Christ? There's nothing. And he gives a big long list. And I can't remember all of them, but, but you can read it if you want to. But he says, there's nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ. Nothing. Loving kindness perseveres. My kindness shall not depart from me, neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord that hath mercy on you. And, and both those words are the same words that we've been looking at here, mercy and kindness. Loving kindness is part of the betrothal of the church with Christ. In Hosea 2.19 says, I will betroth thee unto me forever. Yea, I will betroth thee unto me in righteousness and in judgment, and in loving kindness, and in mercy. Isn't that nice? Isn't that great? Amen. He says, I betrothed you to me forever. My righteousness and judgment's taken care of. I look at you and I see my son. I see the righteousness of Christ. And I see my loving kindness that I had for you, my forever love that I had for you. Loving kindness is attributed only to God by the, His children, the elect, the church. They just say, not unto us, not unto us, but unto Thy name give glory. For Thy mercy, that's that same word, and Thy truth sake. <clears throat> Loving kindness is the impetus of His effectual drawing of the, of the elect. Again, in John 6, He kind of gives, Jesus kind of gives us the the divine understanding of this eternal effectual act of God as he with loving kindness has drawn them. He says, all that the Father giveth me shall come to me, that thy people will be willing in the day of your power. Uh, there, Psalm 110, verse 3. <clears throat> Him that cometh to me, I will no wise cast out. And then he says a little bit later in verse 44 of John 6, no man can come to me except the Father which sent me draw him. Where do you suppose Jesus got that word? It's the same words that he wrote through the prophet Jeremiah in chapter 31, verse 3. I've loved you with an everlasting love, and therefore with loving kindness have I drawn thee. And he says, no man can come unless he's drawn. Pretty plain. And he says, I will raise him up at the last day. Again, this divine action is linked by Jesus to God and his church by that term, therefore, in, in John six sixty four and 65, the same word, therefore, this as a result or consequently, 
in John six sixty four, he's talking to some folks that right after he fed the millions of people with the fish and the loaves and everything, and and then when he said some doctrinal truths, they all said, "Oh, I think it's time for us to go. We walked with him no more." But before that happened, there were he, Jesus said, "There are some of you that believe not." For Jesus knew from the beginning. Well, that doesn't mean the beginning when he started feeding everybody. That means from the beginning, beginning. <clears throat> the beginning before time. Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who should betray him. It's all written down in the Old Testament. Every, every detail is written down. And he said, therefore, because he knew everything from the beginning, because he knew all he knew who would believe and he knew who would not believe because he caused them to believe. He said, Therefore said I unto you that no man can come to me except it were given unto him of my Father. You know, we're all in that unbelieving boat to start with. We're all in that well of perdition unless he throws down the bucket and scoops us up and drags us up into the marvelous light. We're just down there. <clears throat> The Lord hath appeared of old from above unto me, saying, Yea, yeah, absolutely, yea. I like that part. Yea, he's with him as yea and amen. Yea, I have loved thee, I've loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, because of that forever love, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. And for those who God has caused to be born again from above, as that word means in uh, John chapter 3 that we quoted, lest a man be born again or from above is what the, that word means in, in a lot of uh, Bibles have that in the parentheses on the side. <clears throat> lest for those who God has caused to be born again from above, May, may you give him all the praise and glory for his marvelous work and just say, thank you, God. Without your drawing, I would never have come. Thank you, for, <laughs> thank you for loving me with a forever love. Thank you for extending your mercy and kindness to me. Thank you for supplying someone to take my place on, and in punishment for the sins. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And for those whom God... The, the author and finisher of our salvation has begun a good work as, as God the Father draw you. May you come to Christ and see Him that first loved us and know that we love Him because He first loved us. So may you be free in that and until uh, next week when Norm comes back. Thank you for your attention. And uh, Mike, if you have a hymn of, to dismiss us with...